to the Freedom Nation podcast with Jeff Kickle. On this show, Jeff shares his expertise in financial and retirement planning from a different perspective. Planning for your Freedom Day, which is the first day that you wake up and have enough income or assets and do not have to go to work that day. Learn how to calculate what you need, how to generate income sources, and listen to interviews from others who've done it themselves. Get ready to experience your own Freedom Day. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Freedom Nation podcast. And it's an exciting day today because I actually have a guest on. This is a beginning of some of the shows that we've we've started to talk about in the uh, Freedom Engine side. Um, This one, you know, the, the previous show we've talked about was with Amazon and how to start an Amazon store. This one is really somebody who had worked in the corporate world, which a lot of you have or are, and has gone into uh, private coaching and consulting. And so I have Crystal Gregory on from just outside of Cardiff and Wales and, and uh, our wonderful friends in Great Britain. Crystal, how are you today? Really good. Thank you. Thanks, Jeff. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us on here. Why don't we get started with your story? Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, how you got to this point of uh, starting your own business? Um, sure. Yes, I'm from the states, as you can tell, and I have British family, and so I came over about six years ago to the UK, and I had always taught and taught for a really long time, and then I started a business after I had been unemployed at the during a the first part of the pandemic. And then I found, I had somebody mentioned to me that the worst part could be that I could go back to being unemployed. So that was a moment of truth for me. And it really helped me to get motivated to go back to school for an executive coaching and mentoring um, course. And then that inspired me to start a very small business in December of 2020. And then since then, I've helped 15 businesses to grow and to develop online. So it's been fun. That is fantastic. So yeah, I, I think you, you couldn't have said it any better. What's the worst that can happen? You know, you have to, you know, you go back to being unemployed. Um, I, I said the same thing to myself when I when I decided to start my first business and, and quit my job. The, the thing I said to myself was, you know, worst case scenario, I have to go back and go to work for somebody, which for me is like absolutely horrible. But uh, but that's the worst thing that can happen. And I think if you place it that way, it definitely is. So let's talk a little bit about executive coaching because there's a lot of people that do that. But what is it that you do differently on the executive coaching side? Sure. That's a great question. Um, I guess what I do is I ended up helping small and medium-sized business owners mm-hmm. really streamline what they're doing in terms of their operations, their financials, their marketing and customer care, and their time, tech, and their teams. And I found a process that really works and that's gotten some amazing successes Mm -hmm. and helping the owners and their teams and their customers to have more fun, get better results, and to have better work-life balance in the end. Okay. What's the typical size business that you work with? I would say normally a team of up to five to 10 people. Okay. Five to 10. So tell me uh, a little bit about your process. So, so, you know, I'm a new business that you're working with. What, what are we going to do first as we start to work together? 
Sure. The first stage of my process is what I call a company audit, where we sit down and we look at where the company is performing in kind of five key areas. Um, in the financials, is a company just kind of at a profit? And so then we can go in and talk about growth strategies, or is it kind of just barely making it? Or is it operating in a loss? Then we look at the services and the products. And I'm really keen on helping, especially service-based businesses, to productize their services mm-hmm. so that it's because um, I find a lot of business owners just kind of create another job for themselves. <laughs> um, and they're maybe a really good accountant or a really good bookkeeper, like one of my recent clients, but they just feel like they're spending hours doing the same thing. It's for themselves, but they feel enslaved by it anyway. Um, and also with the services and products, we take a look at and see if they really love it, if they're really passionate about it, because that's the other big problem I see with the business owners is they are, they've been doing it for a while. And somehow after three or five, three, four or five years of doing it, it just isn't quite the same, if that makes sense. And so we just need to kind of tweak it a bit. Then we also take a look at tech and marketing and their team and processes. And then from there, we create like a strategic roadmap for each of those areas. And Mm -hmm. then we work on some implementation ideas and a growth plan. Very cool. Very cool. Um, I I just, from working with clients, the same thing. I've seen so many people go from having a job to owning a job. Is, is basically what they end up doing. Even if they have people working for them, they, they basically own a job and they're, they're not happy because they, they went from a, a bad boss to a worse boss in their own in, in themselves. Yeah, that's totally true. And then that's something else that we touch on quite a lot is communication and workflow process. Because a lot of times people are really good at what they do as business owners, they're experts in something, whether it's accounting or other types of things, but then they just kind of get stuck there and they're not very good at managing operations or leadership or um, the other bits that come with being a business owner. So how long do you typically work with a client? I mean, is it it's an ongoing thing over years or is it kind of a, a shorter term process? Um, so far it's been between, I would say the average is between three to six months, mm-hmm. like a process. And then from there, it's Kind of, all right, we've got you right in, the, the ship's right in, we're moving in the correct direction at that point. Mm-hmm. You can move on. Yep. Although we do still stay in touch from there. Sure. Absolutely. So it, is the, what, what's the typical process? Are you working with somebody, you know, once a week, once a month, every couple of weeks? What's, what's your process when you're going through, you know, ongoing? Yeah. So my process is generally, I like to ideally work with somebody three times a month. Okay. Because I find twice a month is too much time in between the sessions um, where we have to kind of refresh and reset what we've done. But four times a month is almost too much. Okay. And too intensive without, because there's a lot of um, key steps and things that they, we both work on between the sessions as well. Okay. So now do you typically do this as a, as an hourly rate or do you do it as kind of a package deal with them? Um, I do it as a custom package. Okay. All right. So it's good. You're going to look at my business and the issues that I have and say, all right, this is, this is how much time it's going to take to, to do this. Now, are you typically, uh, when you're working with somebody, are you assigning them a little bit of homework in between sessions or? Yeah, I am. And actually in the last year I've developed, um, quite a lot of custom business templates as well, um, from the clients that I've worked with. And so we kind of We'll go in and take a look at 
what they need so that they can, we often end up creating like SOPs and checklists and training modalities and things like that as well. Mm-hmm. Especially, um, not sure if you've encountered this, but with COVID and dispersed teams, um, communication is huge. Oh. And just making sure that you have that covered is huge. Yeah. I mean, I, I, even in my own businesses, I mean, it's, it's been challenging because we we've hired one of the businesses, um, my, my financial practice. I mean, we've hired since COVID started, we've hired probably six or seven more people. And I mean, our whole team works remotely. You know, I'm, I think I'm the only one and my business partner occasionally that are in the office. Everybody else basically works remotely all the time. And that's, that was a huge challenge for us was trying to make, you know, maintain those lines of communication uh, be very clear on what people are expected to do because they're not they're not in the office, so you can't see what they're doing, and have very specific, you know, all right, these are the things that actually absolutely have to be accomplished. Um, but I guess the good part for us was we already had, we already had been kind of doing that as a team anyhow, and we developed some processes for making sure we stayed on top of things. Uh, you know, we'd have a monthly or a, a Monday morning meeting where we, uh, you know, it's kind of just an all hands meeting where we go over where all the clients are at, what we're working on, all that type of stuff. And it's, everybody is required to be on that, you know, on Monday mornings. And that, that's helped us stay on top of stuff. We, we don't drop the ball on anything anymore. That's huge. That's huge. And it's a fine line really to walk between over communication and communicating well when you're remote. Um, yeah. Because I know with the organizations that I work with and in my part-time day job um, as well, it's, it's really key to make sure that you um, communicate well with your team, but also lots of us have different communication styles. And that's something, another resource that I draw into my coaching is a um, custom kind of leadership and communication styles assessment Mm -hmm. Um, that has really helped some business owners to understand kind of how they're communicating and um, how they can be better with their teams. How have you, uh, you know, I know you, you, you were right in the middle of your, your business started right in the middle of all this craziness. So, and it, and it doesn't seem to ever want to end. Um, how have you seen teams? What, what have been some of the most successful teams you've worked with that have been able to kind of maintain that team relationship during this craziness and the, you know, lockdowns and everything else? That's a great question. Um, I think the most successful one is one of my clients who she's a very niche bookkeeper and she has a team of bookkeepers that um, helps Etsy sellers and Amazon sellers. And she just communicates really well with them. And she has very clear, before we started working together, she had pretty clear expectations, but after we helped um, her kind of develop even more like checklists and different things so that, so that everyone was on the same page. They have a lot of fun together and they get really awesome results in their business. They're turning away business because they have too much of it. That, that's a good thing. <laughs> that's the situation in, yeah. in these times. Yeah. So you, uh, we were talking before the show started, you, uh, you kind of created a unique business system. Can you share with us kind of what that encompasses more than what we've already talked about? Um, sure. And I'm still coming up with a name for it, but okay. it essentially <laughs> it essentially talks about the beginning with a company audit um, and taking a look at what assets and resources the company and business have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it goes into kind of a bit of vision casting um, and 
creating like a mission and a purpose for the business okay. and then creating strategic roadmaps um, for each of the five key areas and kind of a lot of implementation because I think business is quite a lot of art and science. Mm-hmm. And so in my work, I look at a lot of data and a lot of key indicators, but I also like to um, be open for the art of business and the art of people and connecting. I like that. So what do you do for your day job? Um, I'm a recruitment consultant for part-time for a very small recruitment agency for Salesforce. Okay. Very nice. Well, and I mean, you know, as we were talking about, you know, I, I, I am of the belief, you know, one, if you're doing what you enjoy, that's fine. Um, you know, you, you don't need to quit your day job, but I, I think we, you know, I think the thing that you told me right out of the gate when we were talking is, you know, I, I decided to go back and do a little bit of a day job part-time because I was getting lonely and I wanted to be around a team of folks, which it can be really lonely as a, as an entrepreneur. Yeah, it can. And there's lots of, um, I'm connected to a lot of people where I live, but mm-hmm. I found that I did miss the kind of the synergy that you get when you're a teacher in person and with lots of people around. Mm -hmm. And so that's um, one thing I do enjoy about being on a team myself. And I find that being a team member actually makes my coaching better because I'm doing kind of both roles. Well, and you can, you can kind of practice on your, your coworkers. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not really, but uh, yeah, we have a lot of fun. Yeah. No, that's fantastic. Um, So Talk a little bit about, um, you know, what it's like to start your own business for, you know, assume that we're, we've got some people listening to us that are scared to go out and start a business. They're scared to go out there and try and make their own paycheck. What was that like for you? You know, when, when you made that, that jump, what was that like for you? Terrifying, (laughs) (laughs) but I had a lot of really good mentors and people who helped me kind of understand a lot of different things mm-hmm. and making the jump. So I would say go slow to go fast. So okay. lots of people in the online space, say jump in with two feet all at once. Like you were saying, Jeff, that you quit, just kind of went for it. But I would say to, um, you know, multiple streams of income is really good and really healthy as is going slow and making sure that you're doing it with excellence. Yeah. Well, and and having a business that you're starting that doesn't require you to make all your money from that business so that you can't continue to reinvest in it. I think that was that was the mistake I made with a lot of my first businesses that I that I started was, you know, I was relying on them to generate some extra income for me and, you know, a lot of times if you can start something where you really don't need that income coming from the business to live on, it allows you to really grow that business and invest in things, you know, whether it's marketing materials, whether it's tools that you need for the job, you know, all those things, it allows you to get started and not be under that gun of, you know, getting a business started. I mean, my first, you know, two and a half years, you know, I I always tell people the first year is awesome because, you know, first year is it's bliss. It's fun. You're doing something new. Everything's kind of new and fun and you're not making any money, but, but you're having fun doing it, you know, and then year number two, about month 18 is, is what I call the suck. And that's just where it begins to suck bad. You're not making any money and the business is starting to beat you down. And that's where, you know, my experience is where a lot of people give up. That's actually, that's a good point. And I find lots of people come to me at about 
two and a half years in or okay. about four years in? There seems to be something about four years that is a... Four years is kind of the magic. I, I'd say you get to year three and it gets a little bit easier every year after that. Um, you know, because I mean, for us, what COVID, COVID was actually year five in our business. So, you know, I mean, it was... It was like, man, it was getting easier. And then all of a sudden, whack, you know, that that hit us. And, you know, most of my other businesses were were largely, you know, they, they weren't dependent on a location. Uh, it was easy for us to, con- you know, convert over to Zoom. And, you know, since that time, most of our appointments and meetings have been Zoom. But, uh, you know, owning a, a physical location where people actually have to come into to pay you. Uh, that was uh, that was a little bit of a challenge, and and that took uh, a little bit of intestinal fortitude, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is quite true, and I think that's also the idea of building in business resilience is huge. Yeah, um, I had a mentor through Business Wales actually who just every time we met, um, she made me, and I still actually have it written down on my computer just to the idea of um, how are you going to pivot if you when you need to. So, mm-hmm. Now, what's uh, is Business Wales a, a government program or a, like a county program? Um, it's just a government startup incubator. Okay, and they provide mentorship and entrepreneurship that nice. kind of thing. Yeah, so it's probably like, similar to the the SBA here. The, yeah, exactly. Small Business Administration. Yeah, that's awesome. Very cool. Well, it's good to know that they've got some things over there to help you get started. So what's uh, in, in the future here, you know, as, as you look forward in your business, what's, uh, what are some things that you're going to be focusing on or, or that you're going to be uh, bringing to your clients? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I'm still working on my one-on-one program and I want to customize it and streamline it even more. And I've also had lots of interest because for my one-on-one clients, we tend to work with people who've been in business for a while and they're looking to grow their team and really standardize and grow to the next level. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've also recently received lots of interest from people who are just starting their business. So I'm working Mm -hmm. on the waiting list for a mastermind community focused around the idea of creating a business um, based on your passion, but making it profitable. Um, I think lots of us in the online space, we either hear about making it a lot of money or making it really following your dreams, but not a combination of both. No, no. Like I said, I mean, there's a lot of people who are just doing it as a hobby effectively. (laughs) Uh, They're not making any money at all. And, and, you know, some of them are blissfully happy doing that, but others are, you know, they, you know, it's all stacked against me. No, you just have to figure out how to be profitable Mm -hmm. and you got to create products Mm -hmm. that people want. Instead of create products that you want to make, create products that people want. Yeah, 100%. Well, cool. Um, so do you have, is there there's some way that, uh, or what's the easiest way for people to get in contact? Um, sure. I'm actually working on updating my websites this month, but they can get in touch with me by either email, which is crystal at cegcoaching.com, where I can give you my websites in the show notes as well. Okay, excellent. Yeah, and we'll um, we'll add that to our coat or to your um, or to the show notes. And then, do you have something that kind of over or that that somebody can get some help from you, uh, some type of a little uh, giveaway or something? Yeah, I actually have an awesome resource um, about how to max out Google okay. business, um, especially using the power of reviews and social proof. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with COVID, it's so key um, to building trust and to 
really establishing yourself as a business to go to the next level. So, and I can pass that link on to you for your listeners. Brilliant. So we will do that. Um, So Crystal, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate uh, learning about your business. Congratulations, uh, turning uh, turning something that was kind of horrible into turning it into something that you really, and it sounds like you truly enjoy um, working with people. Um, so thank you for, for sharing that and kind of throwing it out there to, to let our listeners listen. And folks, you know, this is proof to you that you can do this. This is proof that, you know, if you've been thinking about an idea, if you've been thinking about, um, some type of, uh, a, a business that you could get into, and maybe you're somebody who's done some coaching in your business, you know, in your current business, and you're looking to get out there. Or maybe you uh, you want to go out and learn how to be a coach and look at some of those programs that are out there. Uh, take somebody else's framework, and you uh, you create a business around that. That's that's the start, and you start small and get going. And you know, as Crystal said, and as I said. You know, it can be scary. It is going to be scary and it's going to be bad sometimes and it's going to be really good and you're going to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are days I would give my businesses away for a dollar and there are days that I wouldn't ever give them away and I will never quit, you know, my business. So uh, you just have to kind of, you know, get in there, get your feet, you know, or, or get your hands dirty and you keep going from there. So always, you know, we're on all of our different chat or on all of our different channels, wherever you're at, subscribe, because you're going to get to hear really cool people like Crystal. Um, Check out the show notes. It's got all of her links and her information on there. And I would highly recommend, and I'm sure Crystal, you're good with working with people anywhere in the world, correct? Yep. I am. All right. So we have listeners in the United States. I have a few over in Europe and I have a ton of them in in New Zealand and, and Australia. So We've got a, a, an around-the-clock audience, so looking forward to uh, seeing and talking to you again and uh, certainly sharing you with our audience. So thank you very much, and have a wonderful day. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Freedom Nation podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and all the major channels. Wherever you're listening, please subscribe to the channel and leave a rating and review. If you have friends and family that could benefit from their own Freedom Day, please share with them. Finally, join Freedom Nation by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.